All right, guys, today we have Asim here. Well, Asim has me here today. So thank you for arranging this. I know we had to reschedule this a couple times, but we made it work. You're a busy man. Thanks for taking out the time. How are you today, sir? We always make it work. I'm glad to have you uh, with me, Raj. You know, that's the attitude I really love about you, bro. When we met the first time as well, we'll make it work. We'll always make it work. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. That's the go-getter attitude. Right. So there's a Chinese proverb. If you've taken the first step, yeah. uh, you know, you've already reached your destination. 100%. So the moment we implement, we talk about something, we've already started, you know, planting the exactly. seeds and we've taken that first step. Action is what determines what will happen next, right? Exactly. A lot of people just talk about things. Right. And they don't materialize. is because it's all talk. Right. So even when you take baby steps towards whatever your goals are, then you start reaching that. So exactly. That's excellent. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we are here today to so talk more about that. I have a couple of questions for you. And I guess this is the attitude behind $1 billion in mortgages funded just last year alone, correct? And that's so, correct. Yeah. So first of all, again, big congratulations to you, to what you've created in a very short period of time. Why don't we do a quick introduction? So people, obviously people that know you, they know you. But since I'm going to be sharing this as well, people that don't know you, who is a seam in like 10, 15 seconds? Yeah, so, you know, Asim is your, uh, you know, mortgage broker, of course. But Asim is someone who's made it really quickly in this industry by putting, you know, by uh, his main goal was to be better at his craft. Right. He knew, you know, success, growth, money, that's all the byproduct of, you know, hard work. And eventually you'll get it, but it was, everything was based on on honing your craft. And I still believe in that till this day. That's excellent, brother. So how long have you been in this business now? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So uh, barely six years. Well, a wow. bit over six years, put it this way. So correct me if I'm wrong. Within this short period of time, you've been the top four, I think, mortgage brokers in the country. Uh, with the stats being rolled out, I anticipate that's where I'm going to end up being. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is excellent, bro. I'm super proud of you. I still remember meeting you when I was brand new. This is going back like four years. We had a very quick meeting. But uh, we couldn't do business because I was brand new. I had no business. So, But now that we're in a position where we do business together, I'm glad to be sitting here right next to you. Yeah, so, it's you know, it's amazing to see. You, you yeah. literally just did exactly what I did, probably yeah. even better. you know. But uh, when I look at you and where you were and where you are right now, you know, we just had the – we were fortunate enough to share stage in front of, you know, Correct. a Correct. humongous crowd recently. Yes. And yes. I, when I saw your name, I said, it's got to be there, you know. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he is the he is the motivation for the new agents coming into no, the industry. appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I love giving back now because I've reached a point in my career where I can confidently say that, you know what, if you're feeling lost, give me a call. If we can work together, if I can help you in any way, I would love to do that. Because that was honestly my biggest challenge. I did not have the direction in my business. So I kept feeling lost, not knowing what to do. But after a lot of hit and trial, falling down many times, getting up the same number of times I fell down, it helped me achieve uh, the success that I have now. And this is nothing, man. We're just starting out. It's just a start. And obviously, there's you know more goals that I need to crush. I have big dreams, and I'm sure you do as well. 
yeah so i think yeah. what you just said i always say this you know the, the relentless pursuit to success the resilience right? yeah uh, the resilience doesn't matter what happens you just don't give up you believe in Absolutely. in yourself and you believe in you know what others have accomplished before you right and you just don't give up that's right. essentially what it is at the end of the day right Absolutely. and so i think you know with giving back what you just said that's where i created a brokerage right. it was like okay i've done it but you can only do so much right. being an individual and you know putting together your own team so how about you know i pass on the knowledge to others and hopefully you know exactly. see them succeed right yes. so it's a win win model for all of us and that's what you know i'm fully focused towards at the moment that is correct there's a uh, the stage that we shared last week with Doug and Ralph uh, there's one thing that you said that that really touched me which was create a win win environment for everybody right which right. is which is what really differentiates you from other people right that is people for example problems come in every business challenges accompany every big business or even a small business for that right. fact right but if you look at problems and you dwell on that you get more problems exactly right? but if right. you focus on solutions solution oriented nature right. brings you solutions 100% i think you know you touched on a very important point yeah. i always talk to my team and i you know they'll tell me hey we we can't do this file and right. i was like well how about we look at the approach how can we do this file exactly. right there may be a way there may be an exception there may be a persu- persuasion and i you know uh, our business is done more so of relationships than okay. actually numbers yeah numbers are important but you know it's the character it's the uh, you know how well the underwriter knows you your type of business your clients exactly. yeah. so it's the understanding of the overall picture on that file which really right. gets us through the finish line right so yeah you know i agree with you yeah giving up after just one attempt yeah. not enough yeah not right? enough <laughs> not enough so talking about that let's take a step back actually uh, seem uh, i remember that you also shared your story obviously i know your story uh, be- before you came into mortgages just very briefly and i'm not asking this so that you know we can show off or anything but this is just to motivate people that really look up to you what were you doing before you stepped into mortgages and then what made you make this transition full time yeah absolutely so i think it's a very simple story you know i was a debt collector not a lot of people can <laughs> say that but yeah. you know being a debt collector gave me an edge uh, by talking to people over the phone right. who didn't want to pay their bills and yeah. you know just uh, pushing them to essentially or showing them value why they n- need to pay their bills and during that process i purchased my first home right. went through uh, a bank got turned down went through two people had service related issues right. came back uh, to the same bank with a different uh, individual who t- t- uh, who was a bit more they call it the word creative but he just know the policies a bit better Makes and sense. he was able to get an exception for me right. and I was able to buy this home so that in sort of inspired me yeah. the day I'm going to quit my job I'm going to become a mortgage broker right. and so there's been a small you know deviation right. once I quit my job but eventually I became what I wanted to do right two things you said that I want to talk more about number one you said value create value which is i think the biggest uh, secret sauce that a lot of newer agents or even brokers look for that hey asim what are you doing in your business that you are a billion dollar broker now there's a lot of zeros in a billion so you know that's the answer give value first then right. ask for something in return right. right second thing you said service service should be before the sale right because if there's no service you can't really expect the sale to go anywhere anyways right, right. so i think those are the principles or pillars of your business which is why you are where you are today and from my understanding you have a you have two different firms one is a, a private lending and, and one it's is it's called seven lending yes 
Seven Landing. So what does uh, these two different businesses, what do they cater to? Yeah, so what we realized was, uh, I think, over time that, you know, all clients, there's three different different type of clients based on their financing needs in a given period right. or different type of properties, mm-hmm. you know, would require different type of solutions. Right. So we decided we we're going to separate them rather than try to do all sorts of financing under one umbrella. Makes you sense. You know, uh, we separated the private lending arm mm-hmm. from the conventional lending arm. So the conventional lending arm uh, mostly gets done under royalty. Right. And then the private lending arm, you know, became seven lending where we have uh, – a significant number of private lenders, individual investors, mix, right. who will offer you know better terms and conditions right. uh, because of our volume. So we source that, we funnel that business through that channel. Makes sense. And just taking two steps back to the same conversation about your personal file. So this one question I want to ask him, a billion-dollar broker, what uh, was your age when you bought your first property? Uh, I was 24. That's pretty young. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fairly and young. Yeah, for, especially so for someone buying a detached home at that age. Right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, I was the only one in my friend's circle, you know. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So you became an anchor and a motivator for, of course, a lot of your friends, 100%. family, and your circle yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, that changed everything because then you realized that this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And you step right into it. One hundred percent. You know, right. so I I we, I joke with the individual who actually you know got me approved. Uh, now that the day he quits the, the bank, he's gonna come join me. <laughs> he's been with the bank for almost like fifteen twenty years, so he's right. comfortable where he is. And it, you know, but my point is that uh, no, he inspired me. The process inspired me because I realized that the moment I was turned on by these three other people or the service was at issue with them, right. uh, with a couple of them, I realized there's a massive opportunity in this business. Right. And when can, it was like a moment for me, when can I start? So, but, you know, we have bills, we're comfortable, we're, right. you know, moving up the ladder in that corporate culture. Right. So it was just like, I'll do it next month, next year. And that you next know. month never yeah. comes, right? Yeah, exactly. That's one question I get a lot because I was in a in a full-time job as well. I was a manager at the airport for quite some time. Started at the bottom as a as a screening officer at the airport, then moved up in the company. I was getting pretty comfortable, but I always knew that I'm meant for more, right? So a lot of people that are watching this, of course, these bills are hanging on our heads, mortgages, car payments, you know, and then kids happen, and then this happens, and then that happens. Uh, what would you say to people that are on the verge of making that decision and are not able to do that just because they're comfortable? What should be their factor for them to... Take that leap of faith. Yeah, so good question, Raj. We all had had our whys. I remember exactly. your why was, you know, your dad's passing, you know. Right. Uh, and so we all had our whys. Right. And they need their why too. If they don't sure. have a why, if they don't have a motivation, right. the likelihood of them succeeding is very little because they won't give it. They're all right. They won't dive right in. Right. They'll always have like a, you know, full-time position as a to fall back on or a part-time role to fall back on. Well so, you know, those are the reasons I see most brokers, you know, uh, don't succeed or most realtors don't succeed because right, they're comfortable. They're comfortable. They don't have the ability to dive right in. So would it be right to say that if your back is against the wall, you're automatically self-motivated because you know that you have no other options? Uh, it, 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 either your back is against the wall or either you've sort of burned your own 
you know, bridges and you right. don't want to look back. You, you just want to move forward. Right. And you make that determination. So that's your why. Right. Right. Uh, there's uh, got to be the reasoning why you want to succeed, but then you have to have your why. So some, but it could be self-determined too. Right. Without being their uh, wall, you know, with their back pushed against the wall. But my point is, right. you know, at the end of the day, we all need some sort of a why. Definitely. And I think that's a big factor why these people that are very, very successful, like yourself, they have found their why at the right time and it pushed them to do what they did. But on the on the contrary, a lot of people struggle with this man. And I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis because of my marketing company as well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a job. You know, having a job was basically my, you can say, brick network or whatever, because of which my business grew. Right. Right. So having a nine to five, nothing wrong with that, man. Have a nine to five, start something on the side. You can always transition smoothly as well, but remembering your why, right? Exactly. Yeah, remembering your why and, uh, you know, yeah, nothing wrong with having a job. Yeah. On the side, I absolutely agree with you. I think you should make that transition at some point. Correct. It can't be five years down the road because right. now we start training right. our subconscious brains or 10 years down the road because, you know, we get we, we, we become wired a certain way or we develop right. certain habits. So I think Correct. it's the earlier it's done, the better. Right. But I agree with you. Sometimes you need that fallback. As long as right. you have that why yeah. and you're going to re reach that why within a very short period of time, then go for it, you know. Right. Another thing uh, that I when I talk to these people, I always ask them this one question. You are starting a new business. Do you have a business plan? A lot of people say, what is a business plan? Yeah. Right. So then I tell them, man, if you don't plan your work, how are you going to work anyways? Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So uh, what's the element in your business? Do you do your business planning like quarterly, annually? How does that work for some people that want to reach the heights that you have touched? Uh, what recommendation or advice do you have for brokers that are doing good, but they want to do better? So what can they implement in their, even realtors, we have a very similar business, even realtors, what can they incorporate into their businesses so that they can elevate? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, I think you've got to have a routine at the end of the day, right? Uh, and that routine, then uh, you've got to believe in some core values, right. write them down. Right. You know, uh, you're talking about quarterly or yearly. I'm talking about daily, nice. right? Going through like them every that. morning. And, you know, Excellent. even after you wake up, you know, you had your breakfast, right. took shower, went to the gym, did your mediation. Yeah. You should look at your core values. Right. And, you know, then, uh, yeah, that's how your day should be funneled, not even on a monthly or weekly basis. That's very Or good a quarterly basis. Yeah, I think we could get into that quarterly and annual basis when we are doing numbers like mine and yourself, right? So right. those are the big meetings we do, and we look at right. the data yeah. where we're at, where we want to be, and so forth and so on. For, but for someone starting out, yeah. it's got to be five basic you know, core values. Right. Okay, I, you know, I, I want to reach this target. I want to make that many phone calls each day. I want to set up that many appointments each day, right? Whatever right. that looks like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, have it very simple and straightforward. That's excellent. And I remember when I was struggling with my own business, I did a transition from being in marketing full-time, still do marketing, but then got super busy with real estate. And one of the biggest reasons was I broke down my daily goals into like smaller things that are easy to digest, that are easy to do. Instead of, me, instead of me yeah. thinking that, hey, how am I going to do 10 deals every month? I broke it down to, well, you know what? That's two deals a week. Now, if I want to do two deals a week, how many people do I need to talk to on a daily exactly. basis? Exactly, exactly. And it's right. a numbers game. If you really look at it, it's it's yeah. literally a numbers game. Right. Yeah, you know, someone who's starting out may make uh, 20 phone calls and might not end up getting, you know, uh, a single listing appointment. Right. But once you've made many, 
you right. know, it, it becomes a numbers game at the end of the day. Volume, and you just have to get started somewhere, like you said. Go to a couple appointments, fail, exactly. fall down, exactly. get up again. Right? Exactly. So, you know, um, I want to ask you something about sure, yourself, man. Raj. Of course. You know, I learned about you a lot over the, this short period of your career. And, you yeah. know, you've done amazing things with the numbers you posted. And now with this marketing team where you're helping other realtors do extremely well. Right. You know, um, go. let's go back to, uh, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me briefly about, you know, how you started off and, you know, how you got into this business. Absolutely, sir. Thank you for asking. And I would love to share that. I was always, uh, you know, of the mindset that I want to run my own hours, have my own uh, schedule per se. And then I mentally struggled with this that, hey, if I get into a business, I'm actually working 24-7, not eight hours a day. So that was my biggest challenge with myself. Do I want to create a life for myself when I'm always working? But I always knew working these jobs Typical story, you did a couple nine to fives, then, you know, moved up the ladder. And then I wasn't just satisfied. I knew that something is missing in my life and that something was the satisfaction that comes from creating something yourself. So that's what really pushed me into looking into these avenues. That's why I enrolled myself in the marketing school. And I've, I've always been passionate about marketing, right? Like I started with editing graphics right. for real estate agents, like putting some like just listed, open house, those kind of slides. That's how I really started because my dad, before he passed away, he had some friends that were involved in real estate and I would just do things to help them out, right? And then when I saw what kind of commission checks they make, I realized that this is something that could be a good <laughs> good path, right? And again, being passionate about marketing, I learned a couple of things that uh, being in the real estate business is more like you're in the marketing business really because if you don't market the product you have properly, you can never make that sale, right? So that basically what helped me transition into this business and then uh, during that time, uh, funny we talk about this, tomorrow is actually going to be the death anniversary for my father. Taking the full day off, no phone calls. But anyways, yeah, going back to that. that time, it's okay, bro. Talking about that a little bit, actually, uh, I used to feel very sorry about myself as well, that why did this happen with me? But then when I started talking to other people that have gone through the same phase, I realized it's going to happen with everybody, man. 100%. Right? You know, I'm going to die one day. Too. You know? yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to be here forever. Yeah, and everybody absolutely. watching this, listening this, you're not going to be here forever either. Yeah, right? exactly. This is, this is, we're rent- this is the lease. Exactly. This, this, uh, we have a lease which will expire one exactly. day. Exactly. When my and, dad uh, passed away, I, I thought I was invincible. Yeah. And, you know, the moment he passed away, I, I thought, no, none of us are invincible. Exactly. You know, things happen to just exactly. people like me and you. So going back to five years, when this happened, this mindset switch actually encouraged me. Like the worst thing in my life has already happened, right? Now if I go into this running my business full time, what else can happen? Yeah, I racked up some debt. I paid it off, right? All that. And uh, I got married while I was in debt. My wife is super supportive of me. So if you have the right company around you, right people to push you, you can achieve things that you haven't even thought that you would. Right. So those were your whys. Basically, yeah, to provide for my family, to provide for myself. And to set something up where I'm actually content with, right. you know, waking up every day and being excited about going to work and not being sluggish or not being like, oh, I got to do this again. Right. My so, reason was that yeah. I woke up. That's good enough. Right. Yeah. Right. And something you said stood out. You said you had this marketing background. Right. So you had this exposure before you came into the real estate market, Correct. which definitely helped you excel. And I see that quite often with a lot of entrepreneurs, people who are walking into a new industry, they had had some exposure. So do you believe, because now you're on a different scale and you're, you know, talking to a lot more agents and, you know, you're marketing for them and doing all sorts of various things. Right. Do you realize that 
everybody requires some sort of exposure, whether that's a job exposure, that, you know, some event, and, you know, that sort of uh, exposure, whether that's a job exposure or business exposure. Right. Yeah. It definitely helps, but I believe that more than exposure, what's more important is you have to be really passionate about what you do, and then you will figure out a way to expose yourself to run that business or to run that service-based, whatever you're doing, right? So, for example, somebody who loves, uh, I don't know, baking, right? There's this story of... Uh, just cakes. It's uh, something that started out of somebody's basement, I think, or their mom's house or whatever. And now they're in like every major uh, distribution network, right? And why? Because they were passionate about baking. And look right. what they've done for themselves. They've created a multiple six-figure, even maybe a seven-figure company now, right? So it just comes from your passion. If you're not passionate, I mean, you can't help people that don't want to be helped. Right. Right. So you've got to have that passion, that fire. And I guess that comes back to what you said, the why. If you have a why, you will figure out a way to get exposure. And yes, if you're involved in, you know, in the niche or the business that you want to go in and in some way of uh, in some kind or any form, in any format, it definitely allows you to see the ins and outs of that business before you enter. And then especially when, you know, uh, you're dealing with somebody, for example, you go to a barber and you're getting a haircut, you're passionate about, you know, being a barber and you think to yourself, I can do a better job at this. Then you probably right. can, right. right? Right. So it's just one of those things I, that I, you, you know. Actually, yeah, you said it very elegantly. Uh, you know, uh, you do require passion more than exposure. Yeah. And I remember, you know, that collections job, uh, that yeah. collector job. Yeah. I was very passionate about. You know, I started there. on the floor. Yeah. You know, the uh, corporate office, the building it was in, the environment it, it had, right. and I come onto the floor, and right away, you know, I wanna. I'm competing against all these other collectors in there, right. and my goal is to, you know, f- so I'm passionate about this role, and right. my goal is to outlearn them, right? Yes. Do better than them, exactly. you know. Exactly. And so, yeah, you have to be passionate. Exposure comes along even if you don't have the, you know, uh, yeah. if you don't, if you didn't have it before. So we see that often now, right? I remember coaching a 21, 22 year old broker right. who didn't had ex- exposure before, right. or you know, a few others now who've done extremely well because right. of their age. They just haven't gone through, you know, different job roles and right. they're just starting out a exactly. self-employed career. But they come in and they take the industry by the horn. So, yeah. Right. Well, that could be because you're training them as well. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a big reason because they've got a very good mentor and a very good coach. Uh, that makes a huge difference talking about that mentoring and coaching. I've just recently started actually coaching other realtors as well through the marketing program, right. which I take a lot of pride in and I say it very humbly. I don't uh, coach them to tell them, oh, I've done more than you or whatever. It's just I, I can share what I have done with you and I can right. learn from you as well. So, And I'm sure that you keep the same mindset where you're still learning every day, still learning new you know, strategies to elevate your team yeah, to yourself. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. You have to be different, right? Then the rest, I think we, were, we, were lear- we learned that in that you know, Doug and Rolf's uh, training, right. you know, uh, how could you be different? And I think your difference was coming from a background of marketing, right. you know, knowing that as end of things and that sort of elevated your game. And right. we see that, you know, sometimes you may, a realtor might have a developer uncle, you right. know, someone who's bought and sold some investment properties. You leverage, know, figure uh, out your leverage. Exactly, you know, some, or they know someone else, you know, in, in the industry or they have some sort of other, you know, um, yeah, um, entanglements or exactly. You know, so my point is, it helps you grow in the industry. You know, uh, having that for sure. That's yeah. a good point that you have actually just uh, said. Figuring out your leverage, right? So your leverage, uh, from what I'm hearing, is that you were in that debt collector role. So you were obviously talking with many different kinds of people and talking about the worst thing possible, which is their debts, right? And uh, I remember you telling me that you were number one. 
and uh, in, in that collection agency. And you were able to yeah. collect debt faster than anybody else? Absolutely. So what was the same saying on the phone that's making people pay their dues that they haven't paid in a long time? Now all of a sudden they talk to Asim Ali right. and they're ready to pay. So good question. So I realized one thing, you know, these people uh, often are in collections because they don't have the ability to pay. Right. or they don't want to pay their debt. Like they've given they're up. They're like they've given up. They've yeah. got a, some sort of a dispute with these companies and right. whatnot, right? So you have to create value. But in order for me to create value, I would have to keep them engaged over the phone for, you know, for some time. And these time. are complete strangers, right? Absolutely, yeah. right? So I think first things first, you want to be, you know, j- just the art of communication, getting someone hooked to that phone call, right. you know, for longer than they wish. Yeah. And then in that, you know, you sort of go over, they're you know, uh, reviewing their b- credit bureaus and going over how it would benefit them or right. how it could affect them in the, long know, run. in the long run because they have homes yep. and there could be liens registered against their properties and right. whatnot. And you know, we're just trying to avoid that situation. So it's not going to get any better. If anything, if they keep it, you know, if they c- keep their eyes closed, it's just going to one day come and hit them hard. Right. So, you know, uh, but I guess uh, it was very simple sort of call. Uh, hey, Raj. And Raj was like, yeah, let's yes, do a call. let's do a absolutely, call. Yeah. you know. <laughs> sure, so it, it was never like, uh, yeah. you know, a computer talking, hey, Raj, uh, this is a scene calling from Allied International Credit. Yeah. So by the time Raj goes, click. Yeah. Oh, and, and a, a collection agency, right? right. Uh, because Raj's sort of anticipating that already. Correct. Uh, so it was more so of like, hey, Raj, uh, yes. Hey, this has seemed from AIC. I'm just calling in regards to your Rogers bill, right. which is affecting your credit bureau. I just saw your s- score has gone down or is about to go down. And see, I've done my pitch by that time. You've got my attention. Exactly. Now, yeah. now the yeah. person is, you know, yeah. or I see you or you have a home. And, you know, I, we, I'm just letting you know we're just collecting on behalf of Rogers. But eventually, you know, or uh, uh, on behalf of the government, right, for student loans or whatnot. So I would hook them, you know, tell them the reality of things and sort of keep them on that call. After the call is done, they understand what's what's going to happen. If they right. don't, you know, pay out this debt, the interest right. will keep piling up. Eventually, they'll have to pay it, but there could be significant le- legal fees involved or something else. Right. So, and plus, you know, their bureaus will be damaged by then, right? Damn, so, bro, yeah. you're... You're made for this, man. <laughs> you were born to do this. <laughs> that's that's excellent. I mean, we just talked about this 10 minutes ago. You just started the call with value that, hey, this is what's happening. You didn't say, hey, I'm a seem the number one guy here or from this and that. You said, hey, Raj, your credit score is going to go down if you don't listen to this call carefully, subconsciously. My attention is now all yours because now I want to hear what's going to happen next, right? Which is what... I don't have any debts right now. I hope I never have any debts. But if I did, after this discussion, I would walk out and pay it right now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> so that's excellent. Yeah. This is a free training for anybody watching. When you start your phone calls, you're talking to complete strangers, start with value first. 100%. Everything else becomes automatic. 100%. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, uh, agents, brokers will ask me, Asim, should I use a script? I said, you can for the first 5, 10, 15, 20 calls. Yes. But the sooner you get off that script, the better because, you know, you're not talking to robots. You're talking to people. Exactly. And just make that phone call. This is not a difficult business if you think about it. Correct. We're not debt collectors now. Yeah. We're not yeah. calling people to pay off their debts. We're right. providing value. Yes. You know, Raj, you're selling homes. Yeah. People need homes. They're buying homes because they're paying rent somewhere or exactly. they're upgrading to a better property or they're doing an investment right. so th- for them. So you 
you're providing significant significant value if you right. really think about it yeah. as a broker you know we're putting them in lower interest rates more uh, mortgages we're cleaning up their credit card debt you know we're getting them into you know uh their dream homes and uh, you yeah. know their 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 uh, business ventures so my point right. is you're providing value the moment you know that right, right. and you believe in that yeah. Uh, that's when you can then, you know, align that call and make that phone call and people Excellent. will pay attention to you. Excellent point. Another thing I want to point out, you said believe in yourself, right? And I was asked the same question at that seminar. Would you work with somebody who doesn't believe in themselves? I want you to give me your feedback on that. Uh, would I work with someone who does not believe in themselves? I don't think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect me to believe in you? Exactly. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. That's yeah. the most basic thing, you know, a person needs to have. Right. Is self belief because yeah, we see people who have self belief, mm-hmm. uh, then become passionate later on. Right. And you know, and they, they can literally take the industry by you know by surprise. But if you can't even believe in yourself, then yeah, that's a non-starter. Exactly. For sure. You can go to Starbucks and buy belief. Exactly. You can buy yeah. a coffee, but yeah. you can't buy that, right? Yeah. So that's a huge point that you've made here. Uh, confidence, I think, comes from belief. There's a big difference between being uh, confident and overconfident. Right. And uh, some people do get overconfident when they reach heights in their careers. And uh, we just want to always be reminded of our beginnings, where we came from, staying humble. Because if we start to point things out at people that have made who we are, we're not going to succeed anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think, you know, I, you know, you said it very, you know, beautifully uh, at the end of the day. Uh, if you if you stay humble, you're learning, you're growing, right? Right. And the moment you think you've got it all, your downfall has already begun. Started, uh, exactly. You know. So I, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, for some of us who right. reach that milestone. Right. You know, we we all have our wake up calls. Yes. And I mean, you know, if someone talks to you, I don't see, you know, a stick. In, you know, I I never see that. You know, you're that guy who's trying to portray that I've, you know, I've done this, right? Right. And so, you know, I see that similarity in a lot of successful people, right? Right. They never talk about, you know, how rich they are or how exactly. how much they've got in their life. It's more right. so about uh, value, how their work ethic or they're trying to give back to the community more than anything else. Right, right, right. I actually, uh, just to point out on that, somebody, another agent I was talking to, your agent, he asked me, you guys sell 100 million a year now annually. Uh, what's next for you? Like, just continue doing what we are doing. Mm-hmm. and to scale more. But that shouldn't be what you should be comparing yourself with because you're just starting out. My first year in business, I sold like 2 million. Right? Exactly. So just stay humble. And uh, there's guys that sell 1,000 million a year, man. Exactly. So I'm nothing. 100%. I'm nobody. Yeah, <laughs> you know? You know, someone so, asked me, yeah. what did you do when you did your f- uh, f- uh, 100 million? What did you do right. when you did 200, 300? Yeah. And I said nothing. And they exactly. said, how come? Yeah. And the answer was like, I'm sure I could do much better than that. There's exactly. a lot of guys who are pushing bigger, better numbers than exactly. I am. Yeah. And I look up to them. I admire them and I give yeah. them props. Yeah. But then I ask myself this question, well, if they have done it, how can I do it? Yes. And the answer is always the same. Asim, they're better than you in their work ethic. They're better than you in their you know, handling of their teams or they're better than you with their clients. They're There's better, a lot to learn all yeah, this. 100%, right? Yeah. So they're better than me in a, a lot of aspects. And right. then I ask myself, am I going to beat them? Yeah. Right. And it's not more so of coming from the, uh, you know, from the mindset of am I better than them? No, it's coming. So just challenging myself, you know, and Beautiful. asking myself that can I be just like them or better than them? And, you know, Excellent. I set that goal each yeah. and every day. Right. And yeah. which is an excellent point. Again, your competition is yourself. 
Exactly. Don't try to compete with people that have already made it or people that are on the top. Because right. there's a reason they're there, obviously. Instead, try to learn from them. Exactly. Right? And don't reinvent the wheel. Recreate the right. wheel. Look at what Elon Musk has done. Right. He, he technically did reinvent the wheel. And right. his company took off, right? right? And there's this, everybody, I've heard this from so many people. Don't but he was different, right? He, he came exactly. with a different approach. Exactly. We're talking about, you know, somebody could start off in this business and try to be different. Yes. And that difference could be very, you know, little things they're right. doing differently than the rest of us. Right. It could be the way they communicate. It could be, you know, the way they are enhanced their, you know, tech side of things. Maybe their exactly. CRM systems, whatever that might be. Right. You know, you just have to be slightly different than the rest of the right. pack and you'll always find a way to do well. I think uh, this difference comes from just being yourself, man. Yeah. I get this question from many agents that I speak to every day. Like, what do we do different from other agent in our office that is also using your services? So I get that a lot. Like, how do you how do you overcome that, right? And I tell them, very simple. I'm like, take a piece of pen, paper, and write this down. And they're all hyped up at this point. You know, what? what is this guy going to give us that's going to make us different? I'm like, are you ready to write this down? And they go, yes. I'm like, just be honest and be yourself. They're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah. That's all you really have to do to stand out and be different. Right. Don't right. try to replicate somebody. Learn from them, replicate right. their processes and systems, but be yourself. Stay right. true to who you are, and that's what's going to differentiate you from the crowd, right? Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, um, uh, amazing. So f- from here on, Raj, everything you know, I'm I'm, I'm j- just amazed by you know talking to you and learning <laughs> about you, yeah. how you've grown, how w- what have you done in the last you know few years, and where you're. So what's next? Where are, where are we going from here? We're gonna continue doing what we're doing. Where we are going from here is uh, helping more people do the same thing that we have done and learning from other people that have achieved the level of success that uh, I want to be at. And I think it's about hunger. I, I don't think I'm full yet. I don't think right. I'm there yet, right? So I'm going to keep going and keep learning new things every day and see N- what Knowing you, I, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, <laughs> right? And it's not about yeah. the money. It's more so about growth, you know, yeah. for us. Yeah. And 100%, right? We... we I don't think me and you can retire early. Yeah, I don't we'll, want to. We'll man. die. We'll die within <laughs> exactly. five years. That for will sure. be the retirement. Yeah, yeah. That I'll, I'll stop working when I stop breathing. Exactly. Right. So yeah. <laughs> and it's just because uh, I have chosen a lifestyle. It doesn't. I don't feel like I'm not working right now. I'm having a great time having this conversation with you. But yeah, to a lot of people, this is work. To me, this is my passion. Exactly. This is what I love to do. Right. Right. And that's what truly starts to happen when you follow your passion and. You know, stop hearing about anybody else, what anybody has to say. I was told by a lot of people, just continue doing your job or find a better paying job. You know, there's already 20,000 realtors out there even five years ago. How are you going to differentiate yourself? How are you going to make a mark in the market? Like, I don't need to make a mark in the market. I just need to make a mark in my own life that, hey, this is what I wanted to do. This is how I wanted to live. And I'm doing that. I'm not living like this or doing this to prove it to anybody that I'm doing this or doing that. It's just what I wanted personally, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you, you, you said that, you know, you get um, you you touched an important point. I had a call from a, a broker earlier on who's joining the industry. Right. And, you know, she asked me, I seen what percentage of brokers, exce- uh, uh, you know, uh, succeed in this industry. Yeah. I said not a big number. Yeah. But where do you see yourself? That was my question to her, yes. right? And it was sort of like, a, she's like, I was like, do you see yourself in the top 5%, right. 1%, 10%, 20%? Where do you see yourself, right. right? And, you know, she took a pause and she said, top 5%. I right. said, well, 
we are 1% of the 1%. Right. And, you know, we have 1% brokers in our brokerage. Correct. So if you, I think I need you to aim for 1% at the bare minimum Excellent. before, you know, uh, we want to bring you on board. And, right. you know, so that was, uh, uh, you know, and that's what it is. Where do you see yourself? If you Shoot for the stars. We, we, we talked about a self-belief. If you believe in yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. Shoot for the stars, you'll maybe land on the clouds. Exactly. Right. So, so, so during your, uh, you know, during your journey, do you had like a mentor who you looked up to, or just even a trainer or or, or something I, along those lines? I honestly learned uh, from a lot of different people, right? I never really had an assigned coach or a mentor in my career so far, uh, because again, uh, I was I didn't need that external motivation. My builds were enough to motivate me to do better and better every day. And I have a very simple mindset, man. I just want to be better than I was yesterday, right? And that kept pushing me. Obviously, the downfalls, and I did have some help from, you know, the the brokerage that I'm with or I was. Uh, there's always people that are doing better than you. And my whole approach was I would just call agents that are doing really, really good in their business. Hey, can I do marketing for you for free? I just want to learn from you. So right. this is how I basically learned by helping other people out, seeing what they're doing in their business, putting in my own sweat equity into just learning how their systems work. What do they say? How do they interact with people? This one person I follow a lot, I did take a coaching program, Ryan Serhant. He's one of the biggest real estate brokers in the world. In New York, yeah. Yeah, in New uh, York. Uh, yeah. So I follow his stuff a lot. Uh, I read his books and everything, and then I joined his private coaching program. So that's the only coaching program that I've really done uh, and properly done because first I could relate to him because of his story, because of his background, and uh, that's the only coaching program that I've done. And yes, I do take help from time to time, from people that are higher up in the business, you know, just to learn what they're doing, for example, from yourself. Uh, and these tips, these strategies is what I implement in my business then to grow. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, what I'm hearing and what I always say is your best friends are, f- uh, your, best friends are your pals in the industry. Absolutely. Right, and if you can pick up the phone, yeah. you know, call them and become friends with them. Exactly. Be thankful of their time, yeah. but at the same time, learn from them is how you really grow, right? Uh, You know, we see this in the broker world, you know, and this is exactly what I did, just what you just said. Right. Um, I didn't have a mentor, didn't have a coach, but I would pick up the phone and I would call and engage other brokers. Exactly. And I think, you know, um, by us coaching other people too, we learn a lot, right? We learn about the reasons why they're failing. Right. So we, not to repeat those. Exactly. And then when we motivate them to do right. something and they end up doing it yes. and it it works for them, that solidifies our beliefs. And, you know, we essentially follow that, you know, trajectory or that path exactly. of their, right? So, exactly. uh, you know, so, so it's both of those. And, uh, okay, so 100 million last year. Yeah. What's the target? I know the market's kind of, you know, up and down, but what's the target? Definitely uh, yeah. beat that goal this beat year that as goal. well. Okay, About the market, we're going right. to shift our conversation into the mortgages and market right, right. now for the next couple of minutes because a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. And this is what I say to realtors all the time. There's always a market you can tap into. doesn't matter if we are in a buyer's trending market, seller's market. Just sell what's selling. Yeah, it's not the market right. which defines your day. It's you who define your day. Exactly. Really. Yeah. Exactly. So if the market is slow, just start doing rentals, man. You can get pretty handsome pay on rentals as well. When I was brand new, in fact, when I had no real estate clients, that's how I first started. Right. I literally went on Marketplace, Facebook. M- people are already posting their rentals there, right? But they have like poor job on their photography, bad job on their description. So the marketing knowledge that I had, I would just literally offer my help for free. That, hey, right. why don't I help you rent your place? Just pay me half month's rent, which I can do as a real estate agent. Yes, I can do the property right. management part because I don't have the license for that. 
but uh, I can still help somebody rent out their place by marketing it. And that's literally how I paid my bills in the first couple of months. And each rental would make me like two grand. And how hard is it to rent a place? Yeah. It's not, right? Yeah, it's and people are busy. 100%. They don't right. have the time to sit at home 24-7 right. to do the showings and this and that. Right. So I provided them very high-quality service for like $1,500. And people loved it. And they started giving me referrals. And that's how I started getting clients. Right. Right? So right. Yeah. So you can always shift. You can always adjust. If you're a guy exactly. who sells condos yes. and you see there's a downshift in condos market due to insurance issues, you yes. can always make a switch to townhouses and exactly. detached. Exactly. Or if you, vice versa, if you're lu- selling luxury real estate yeah. uh, or you're thinking about selling luxury real estate, but you see there's a foreign buyer's ban implemented. Okay, right. well, perhaps move on to, you know, the lower end of the inventory and you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Just being versatile. Exactly. I would say. And uh, there's an important discussion here about being you know, tapping into all different markets versus having a niche. I do have a niche, which is helping people upsize, right? But at the same time, I'm not going to stop working if people stop buying because of interest rates, for example, right? I will just find a way around to continue working. So it just comes down to you. Talking about interest rates, I know things are changing, right? And I'm not a mortgage broker. You're the expert. Uh, When realtors ask me this question, what do you think is going to happen on the next announcement? And I literally just tell them, I don't know. It's a wild guess. It's anybody's guess. Right. Different bankers have different guesses. Right. Different economists have different guesses. Nobody knows for sure. The only guy who knows for sure is the you know uh, the uh, the uh, the head of Bank of Canada. I don't I even think they name. know, man. Well, <laughs> that's true. There's a yeah. lot of elements right now happening yes. around the world. A lot of moving pieces. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. Right. Yeah. There's you know the inflation. There's wars. Stuff of that nature. There's right. the economy. There's the foreclosure data. So right. they're gonna keep many things in mind. Right. So trying to figure figure it out. But put this in perspective, right? It's not permanent. It's right? not permanent. Absolutely not. We just are in that healing phase after we got hit with COVID and then super high interest rates. Right now, I think fixed rates are hovering around 4.7, 4.8 yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we were even getting some of our clients 4.49 for insured mortgages. Yeah. And that's five years? Five years, yes. Wow, that's yeah. that's actually not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Like even pre-COVID, like yeah. rates were on 3.89, 3.79. Exactly. So we're not that far off anymore, you know, uh, right. because the bond yield has come down. So banks have gone super aggressive with interest rates, even right. though prime is close to 7%, guys. Correct. So even if rates were to come down, we may not be able to get these sort of fixed rates in the next two, three years. Right. Why? Because the bond yield may not go down that much. Right. right. So let's say prime comes down to 5.7. You might be able to get a good variable rate. But mm-hmm. normally, you know, in normal rate environments, fixed rates is usually above prime. Right. So you're looking at a 6.09, depending on where the yield curve might be. You know, those sort of rates. So even the rates have dropped like 1% by Bank of Canada. Right. So these are super low rates. That's why we're seeing a huge shift in the market in the last seven to eight weeks. You definitely know your business. I talk to a lot of mortgage brokers, and nobody has given me an answer like you have, obviously because you're studying international markets and you're seeing what's happening. So, guys, if you're looking for a mortgage, Asim is your guy. One conversation can change your life. Right. I agree. One yeah. conversation always changes every everyone's life. Right. One conversation with that TD mortgage specialist yeah. changed my life. Exactly. Now, talking about uh, changing lives, I know you're helping a lot of people, a lot of new brokers coming onto your team. Are you still looking for more people to join your team? What's happening with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we are a small wealth oil machine, but we're not a small machine. Right. Uh, at the moment, we're bigger than most brokerages, but we're selective who we bring on board. So now, what we we used to, we had a trainer, 
we just shifted made few adjustments in our business and not only we're providing a trainer now we're providing a mentor as well to these you know uh to these uh people joining in whether they're experienced and they've done 10 20 30 million dollars and they want to get to the next stage right so having a mentor who's doing 100 would make a huge difference in their lives right so we're engaging uh yeah so we're bringing on those brokers at the same time this is we're providing them value on the tech side we've created right. our own crm systems Excellent. we have created our own you know email marketing systems For not marketing in the sense you know more so, sort of uh, you know automation right right having uh, you know automation in uh, the amount of emails go out when a new inquiry comes in or follow-up documents right you know text messages things of that nature right. so i'm fortunate enough to have a broker who has a uh, tech b- background right and he's created some platform which is sold off for a few million dollars wow. you know and he's in the mortgage space so he's uh, my broker and he's been helping me put that together so we're pro- we're providing that value to our brokers at the moment right and in the coming days we'll be probably utilizing your service we're thinking of giving them some lead generation platforms wonderful right so you know that way they can enhance their business one thing i really loved about that presentation that day which uh, your i think your co-worker was with you that day he said he made an open invite to all the other agents that were in the room that we will follow up with your clients excellent that's a genius move right because you again you're using the same principle that we've been talking about this entire podcast value 100%. 100%. You're not yes. even asking them, give me your business. You're right. instead giving something to them first that, hey, I know you don't have time to call the leads. Let my brokers do it for you. 100%. So that's the idea, you know, uh, and that stems from uh, when we get a, a we, when, when, we, when we have a live file coming from you. Right. right. It's our responsibility. You have done the handoff. Right. And now it's in our, you know, the balls in our, uh, you know, yard. And right. we need to make sure that we then engage the client on a consistent basis, get everything in, get their financing in order. And that stems around that sort of mindset that, right. hey, if, you're, if you can't work on your leads, it's okay. Yeah. Give them to us. Exactly. You know, we'll work them for you, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a partnership we're willing to make all day long. That's excellent. You guys are the Lamborghini of this business, man. <laughs> Talking about that, you own one. I do own one, Yeah, yes. what, what kind do you have? It's an Aventador. That's awesome. You still yeah. drive it around during summer? I, I still do drive it yeah. around during yeah. summer, yeah. Are, are you in two cars or was um, it just one of the, your uh, dream cars? And you know. Someone asked me this question <laughs> recently. Yeah. They yeah. said, why did you buy an Aventador? Yeah. I said, I think I guess I had lots of money sitting around, <laughs> so I just ended up buying one. It's expenses, right? <laughs> but, uh, and that's true, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, I just wanted to... Yeah, buy a Lamborghini was my dream as a, yeah. you know, I was, I'm not a cars guy per se that I know, uh, you know, the, uh, all the specs of different cars, right. but more so of like, I look at a brand and it was like, I right. want to buy this car one day. Yes. And that was my dream. So I think Range Rover was my dream. I achieved that. Yeah. You know, I could have bought it in my early twenties, right. but I didn't just held off because I was, you know, trying Still to build myself up. up. Uh, yeah. And then I bought a Range Rover, bought a Aventador, bought a, a Phantom. And yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you know, have a Rolls Royce, too. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, so now I've bought a Harley, you know, a fat boy, and so right. just adding to that collection, and I think I'm probably going to get the next uh, Aventador, which is just announced. I, I, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I don't the new know one what, that just, uh, yeah, they just I, launched. I, I, I don't remember the name. See, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a Cars guy, <laughs> but I just <laughs> love enough. collecting yeah, them. No, yeah, no, it was just as a, as a kid now, let's go back a couple of years before sure. any of this started, right? Uh, did you have like a, you know how they say like 
if you have your goals on a wall somewhere or whatever did you do any of visualization stuff which is now coming true i, I did do those yeah. visualizations i yeah. think when i saw someone uh, someone drive by a lamborghini yeah again it was that mindset what right. is this guy doing correct you know th- for him to be driving that car and sort of like how can i get there right, right. and so i think you know th- that was sort of my visualization all the time right. you know just sort of asking myself yeah. about people and be thinking that wow i really look up to that guy good for him right. you know but how did he do it and then how can i get there that's the mindset shift some people that i talk to man and again these are clients friends family right they would say things like this instead this guy doesn't deserve to drive that i can do better than him so that's the difference right don't try to do better than him try to just do what he's doing first exactly right learn exactly oh learn. yeah everybody deserves to have whatever they can have you exactly. know so there is yeah, yeah absolutely right so i think you know i always give props to people for doing well yeah. you know because yeah they, there's there's reasons why they have certain things and certain achievements you know because they're different than the rest of us right and so first thing you know i give props to them whenever i meet them somewhere you know i i shake their hand let them know hey man i really look up to you right, right? and you know you've done an amazing job i wish i could be like you one day and i just yes. simply tell them that yeah. and then i i ask i self analyze right you know, so yeah. work hard in silence and let lamborghinis make the noise exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so the new one is coming next i would love to tour your cars one day man 100% uh, yeah so we'll do that sometime soon there's one experience i want to talk about then we'll wrap this up uh you just picked up a fat boy right and you said that the service you got from those guys was just unbelievable right? right and that's what you're implementing in your business anybody that does business with you you want them to have a unbelievable service oh. talk about that experience yeah so i mean you know uh i guess we went to one uh, harley dealership yeah and we were ready to buy i took a bunch of my team members we right. said we're going to buy all, all together yeah. you know because we believe in you know having fun together mm-hmm. so we literally almost ordered five fat boys right on the dot wow. <laughs> right and so i had a buddy who learned about it and he's part of a bikers group so right. he told me to go to another harley dealership i don't like doing that to businesses right. because i already sort of you know made my mind to purchase from this dealership even though it was only a 10 15 minute conversation and i was just there right right so i said okay i'm going to look into it so all, over the weekend he called me up and he said let's go i'll drive you there yeah. we ended up going there and wow yeah oh w- uh, boy wow like these guys were on another level of service right like you know uh, i mean yeah they'll bend the rules for their clients right wow. like and bending the rules might be hey you know uh, can you add this light to the bike okay it's $69 but don't worry you know we got it. we These got your small back. things is what 100%, makes a difference man it wasn't right. like i you know i couldn't afford that $60 or something or i was asking them for a bargain right. i didn't even care to yeah. be honest i yeah. would have paid for that yeah, $60, right yeah. uh, you know but they know the uh i think uh, at the end of the day you got to know the client you're dealing with yes. right and they knew the client they're dealing with and how much you know so they're just trying to do everything they can to make sure that they provide excellent service be available right. you know every time we call we never had to wait you know uh, till the next day right. uh right away we'll have someone on the phone yeah. and it, that was the issue we were still contemplating because we had already sort of semi committed right. to the pre- original dealership right. but this was the only reason they they beat them service over, over sales. service 100% service yeah. over sales so that's 60 70 dollars whatever discount they gave you we're talking about them today 
And I'm sure you're going to share this story with other people as they ask you about this. Exactly. They're going to get so much more business. Oh, they already have. They already have. We've ordered a couple of more fat boys from them. There you go. Just because of the $70. 100%. And And we might be sending one or two more people there. There you go. Right? And if I ever look into that, I'm going to call you which dealership was that. Exactly. Right? So this is the magic of giving unbelievable service. Right. People come back. Right. It has to be unbelievable, guys. Yeah. You got to beat the guy next to you. I tell you, you know. Be better. Be better. Right. Uh, If someone calls me and they say, hey, I've talked to two or three people out there. Yeah. You're looking for mortgage needs. Yes. And they're calling me. That means their needs were not met. Right. Exactly. So, and then I ask myself, can I... you know, um, am, am I going to be, and it's not that I'm going to bend over backwards, but it's more so, uh, can I, you know, provide service uh, and, you know, sort of win them over, right? And right. we always do that because I always ask myself, you know, who's going to, you know, yeah, you, you got to act like, you know, you've got to be a shark. I know exactly. it's a, wrong, uh, you know, it's not a terminology some broker people want to <laughs> use, but at the end of the day, reality, we're, we're, man. yeah, it, it's it a reality, reality, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to be able to take your piece of the pie by being exactly. better than everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. I have a good story to share, a very brief one. Then I have one more question and we'll wrap this up. That story is coming from this story that you just shared right now. I ended up helping a buyer who was working with a different agent and uh, they did like two, three showings, no commitments right now. Uh, and the, uh, the buyer called me. He came into my system through an online ad, right? Right. And he asked me, uh, bro, I do not drive. My realtor that I'm working with, I asked him for a favor just once. Can you pick me up and give me a ride to the showing? He goes, I'm too busy for that. You either meet me there or it's okay. Wow. We'll reschedule the showing. Wow. I told him, if you don't have a contract, Right, I don't want to overstep this guy's toes. Whoever this guy is, don't even tell me who this guy is. But I will pick you up, give you a right. You can do the showing with that guy. No problem. I'm gonna be in the area anyways. Right, and this guy goes, bro, forget about him. I'll write this contract with you. Right, first time I met him, picked him up, grabbed a coffee, took him to the showing, and I even gave him the option. I'm just gonna be in the area anyways. I'll just give you a right, man. It's okay. Right. I'm gonna be there anyways. Right, how is it going to hurt me picking right. you up and dropping you off? Five-minute radius. He goes, that's why I'm doing business with you. Not yeah. because you gave me a right, because you understood my need. Exactly. Right? And it was right. raining that day, so I could right. understand why he right. you, you, and asked for a favor. Yeah, and yeah. You, have to, yeah. You, know, you have to go to those sort of miles to provide service if you want to be better than the rest. Exactly. You, know, you can't be, you know, and these days, I know, you know, back in the days, the corporate culture used to be, this is, these are the times we were, yeah. this is our mindset, can't do anything for you. Yeah. If you want to take our service, take it. If not, or F off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that mindset has gone, long mm-hmm. gone. Look at Amazon models, right? Yes. L- look how they will bend over backwards to try to, you know, provide service. Exactly. You know, provide you the product within the same day. You want to do a return, that's no hassle, nothing, you know. That's the that's the secret sauce, yeah. right? And I remember in my early days, just like the sh- sh- story you shared, there's a lady <laughs> who called me out of Africa. Yeah. And she had a Africa, home. wow. Why? Yeah, she, yeah. She, she was, tra- you know, that was her back home. So she was traveling right. back there. She owned a home here in um, Coquitlam, and she wanted, she was wanting to do a refinance. Right. So took on the app, and she tells me she's coming back next week. Yeah. She comes here, and it was snowing that day. Right. So I think it was like December 20th or 21st. And she calls me and says, Asim, where's your office? Because she had to come drop off some documents. Right. And I gave her the address. She said, okay, it's going to take me two and a half hours. I'll be on a bus, so I'll be meet you around 5.30. Right. I said, you're going to take a bus in this snow? Yeah. And she said, yeah. And I said, it's okay. You know what? I'm going to be done around 5.30. Right. I'll drive to Coquitlam. Excellent. And I'll, you know, pick up the documents from you. Yeah. And that's yeah. all 
That's it was it her son was you know persuading her to go to someone else he knew yeah. but the moment and i just did it out of humanity right Correct. just thinking about a person uh, uh, someone who's in their 50s right. are going to take buses to come to me and uh, just drove there you know took the documents did her mortgage and did her son's mortgage yeah, after, right after yeah see so the small things is the small things that make difference and make big things bigger exactly right so yeah. start small just be genuine just be yourself be just be who you are and just right. try to help people out right and everything follows along last question because i know you're a super busy guy how do you manage work life balance yeah good question i think i have an amazing team i talk about my team a lot yeah you know i have and the team is right here behind 100%. us actually so yeah. i have really amazing people in my team you know my broker relation person to my you know to the brokers uh within the brokerage who are willing to uh, mentor other people right you know to my underwriters i have really amazing people right next to me you know we grow together yeah. you know we know each other inside out you know we help each other out and i think that's the secret sauce yeah. you know um uh, that i'm able to do everything uh, right. and it's just my team man you know um there's nothing more uh you know that's yeah. what's behind it it's i don't know who said this but there's a there's a quote out there if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together yeah right yeah. so that's the work where the work life balance comes from people take care of you when you need them to take care of you exactly yeah i can right. offload at any point i remember in the early days i wanted to do everything on my own this yes. was the mindset we all, all have all of all these people even right. myself guilty right. charged right i want to do my own marketing i want to do my own editing nobody can do, do better calling. than me that that we was the mindset. the mindset yeah but then when you come into this the, the ad formula i call it automation delegation and duplication automate the things that can be automated yeah they won't be perfect but you can always supervise and make them better right right delegate the things that can't be automated but can be outsourced for example and then whatever's working just duplicate that exactly yeah so you, you know uh yeah and uh, i agree with you there and i think it came down to nobody can do better than me yeah. that, you know as we were talking about it uh but at some point I just took a vacation and I told my team I said guys I'm going to be away <laughs> am I going to have to be wired into my office yeah. just like I used to they said no boss you go enjoy <laughs> and I literally turned off my phone and I think w- within those two weeks the office function new clients came in just like intakes happened routine, uh, right? you know normal routine nothing yeah. and the business function just the way I was there right. and from that point on I just never had to worry so now I think you know I work like some days 3 4 hours a day right. some days i just call a day off and some yeah. days i'm working 8 10 hours a day exactly. so it all depends on the energy vibe needs of my business right no that's yeah. excellent one last tip if you were to give to all the viewers that are watching us today what would that be if this is for people that are already in the business or wanting to join the business what's that one piece of advice that you could have given yourself maybe 5 years ago right so i i yeah you know i think we touched upon that it's more so of you know being passionate about what you do right. i think i could not have given that advice to myself cuz i was more passionate than <laughs> right. most people you know yeah, and yeah. i literally i was knocking on doors yes. right uh, this is what realtors do uh, you yep. know i heard but i thought to i asked to myself if realtors can knock on doors and why get listings why yeah. why can i yeah. and let me tell you you know 10 out of uh, 8 out of 10 doors i knocked yeah. i picked up applications or i built relationships those people came back 6 months 12 months later yeah. you know so yeah so it wasn't a 
you know, it, it wasn't a lost cause. Right. So being passionate <laughs> about what you do, right? right? Uh, if you didn't have exposure, that's fine. Be passionate. The exposure will come along. If you don't have the capital, you've got to keep that job. Fair enough. Keep it. Yeah, the exposure, you know, yeah. b- balance them for now. But dive right in as soon as you can. But be passionate about what you do and believe in yourself. Can't live without that no matter what. Absolutely, Asim. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about. We'll just keep that for our second session. Yeah. Right. Thank Look you again to for it, your man. time. And I hope you guys enjoyed watching this. Uh, Asim's information will be linked everywhere if you need to reach out to him. If you need to reach out to me, my information will be right here as well. Hopefully, we talked about a couple of things that helped you in some form. Or if it didn't, let us know what we can talk about next. So then we can do a round two of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to round yeah. two. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you.